0: Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to catch up and chat with people who I've known throughout my life and my career. Today, I have the great pleasure in introducing Laura Landmark to this conversation. Welcome, Laura.
1: Thanks, Matt. Nice to be here.
0: Lovely to see you. For those who are listening, Laura and I first met back in the late 90s um, and actually we parted ways back then as well. We haven't seen each other and to talk in this, this sort of sense for over 20 years. Um, it's one of the wonderful things of this podcast is having the ability to reconnect with people who have made an impression on my life, and we used to go to college together, and hence the reason we knew each other. Um, we we always reminisce about times where we would laugh a lot around some of the subjects and some of the challenges of some lecturers who were quite dull at the time. I think that's a fair statement to make. Um, we were trying to qualify. I, we did eventually both of us qualify as professionals. Um, I took a little bit of a longer journey, um, but Laura one that's always left an impression. It's somebody who's, you are somebody who. I've always admired from a distance of course you upped and moved out of the UK um, and you're going to talk all about that but it's a wonderful opportunity to chat to you to catch up and you know share a laugh and a thought about your journey over the last years years as an adult I guess since we last saw each other so welcome so do you want to do an introduction to yourself Laura?
1: Yeah thanks Matt and and we did have a lot of fun didn't we and it really doesn't (laughs) seem like 20 odd years have gone by we have kept in touch obviously a bit on social media and stuff so but no it's really nice to, to see you again. Um, So I'm Laura, um, Matt's college buddy for a short while at least. And um, yeah, I moved to Norway. I'm I'm English, but I moved to Norway in 2008 because I married a Norwegian. Uh, So I've been out of the UK for quite some time now and um, I'm very happy in Norway. Um, I did qualify as an accountant, as a chartered management accountant. That's what we were studying for, in case you don't remember.
0: (laughs) I left (laughs) that very quickly. yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, I, I, you know, amazingly enough, actually have built a really great career in that, in accounting and not not the actual accounting itself, but it's the, you know, it's the reporting and it's the use of the data and it's actually, you know, doing a lot of cool things with numbers, which I love. Um, so that's, that's one side of me, but otherwise, you know, I live here in Norway on a beautiful mountain in a little town um, and I have two kids, I have a husband, two cats. My cats originally moved with me from England. That was one of the conditions of me moving was um, when we decided to go, it was like, can the cats come? Yes, they can. Well, that's great. Otherwise, sorry, but we wouldn't be moving to Norway. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, cat person. And, you know, I uh, have a a busy business, a founder. I'm a founder. So I have two co-founders that we started a business in 2017. And we're growing and um, working with data and, and analytics and all that kind of thing. So we're in the right business for the, you know, the 2020s. And I have a husband that works offshore and two kids, so life's busy. You know, there's not a lot of spare time, but it's a lot of fun.
0: Brilliant. Well, welcome to this conversation again. And, uh, you know, it's just fantastic to be able to catch up with you after all these years. So so, you know, as I always do in this, we've had a journey. We've you've been through a journey over that career and, you know, a physical journey, actually, to take you overseas. Talk about your life a little bit, Laura, let's let's talk about sort of the early years of, of your world and what happened and how things have changed for you. And sort of maybe from a mental health perspective, some of those if you can talk about some of those high moments or low moments, because yeah. I know you're a really positive person and yeah. very happy and that's going to come through. And I love that. And and you and will use that as the sort of the energy for this this discussion. Mm. So, you know, tell a bit.
1: OK, sure. Um, <clears throat> I would say that, um, yeah, I am very happy and and positive and and relatively steady person. But of course, that's been a journey. I I wasn't always quite like that. Um, I would say when I was, you know, up to the years or up to the age of 10, I was delightful, you know, happy and, you know, very kind of relatively normal kid. And then of course comes the teen years and comes puberty and comes, you know, these sort of years of challenging absolutely everything. So, I would say from 10 to 20, it was a real challenge. Um, you know, I have a very happy and loving family. My parents are wonderful and um, very supportive, but it was confusing for them. I was their oldest. So, it's like, what the hell happened to her? <laughs> she yeah. was so easy and now she's not. Um, but they, you know, we got through that. And then came the 20s, 20 to 30, where, you know, then you're kind of like a, a grown up. So, then it's like, well, let's experiment with everything grown ups can do for, you know, for a while. So that was a decade of partying and you know it was a lot of fun traveling and all sorts of things but not a lot of um uh you know it, it was again it was up and down like a lot of up and downs you know when you're kind of figuring out who you are and where you are and what you want and you know you're you're meeting a lot of new people and you are suddenly an adult with independence and so i would say you know, those were relatively kind of chaotic years really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then came the 30s and, and everything started kind of like, okay, let's figure out who this person Laura is. Um, let's figure out what makes her happy. Let's figure out where she really wants to take her life. And, you know, everything settled down a little bit then, you know, when I turned 30. And I was very much sort of happier and calmer and sort of, in con- you know, sort of not in control, that's not the right word, but in touch, much more in touch with myself. And then came the forties. I mean, that's just been a blessing. I love the forties because you know, that's just more of the same. It's really sort of, okay, now I figured out in my thirties who I am and you know, what I stand for, what I wanna do. And the forties is more about like, how can I then, you know, reach out back into the world? What can I put back out there? Now that I've got my solidarity, now that I've got everything together, now that I, I know you know where i'm coming from what can i do to help so it's been so i don't know you can see these kind of chapters really mm-hmm. in in my life and and how you know i've sort of changed from from one chapter to another but i still see the red thread i still see me in all of that you know my myself or i haven't changed significantly it's just the way that I rock and roll around the world really and what I do. And yeah. And what makes me kind of happy. And so I think now in my forties, very much more in tune, you know, with myself, I take really good care of myself, you know, think simple things, but, um, sleep is really important to me. Yep. Um, hydration, you know, drinking enough water is really important to me. So my kids, if ever they're like even slightly ill, my answer is, well, just go and have a drink of water and get a good rest and you'll be fine. And more often than not, they are, you know, because I think that those two things alone, just sleeping well and, and drinking water and, and um, you know, moving around. So I, I walk, I love walking, don't really like jogging, don't like the gym, um, don't like anything, you know, like that really, but I do love walking. So I take myself out into this beautiful nature that we have here in Norway and as regularly as I can at least go for a nice long walk and either listen to a podcast or listen to music or, or listen to just nothing but I do quite like to be alone because it's where it's where I kind of like formulate or it's where I sort out all of my thoughts really when I'm moving so if I'm walking with somebody which is also nice you know it's that's also nice that's sociable but I don't get that kind of like time to figure everything out and for, for things to settle so my walking is is something I really, really value. And my kids are still relatively small. So when my husband's offshore, I mean, they're not that small, they're eight and 10, you know, so they, they can, yep. they're pretty like self-sufficient, but when my husband's offshore, I don't, I don't walk so much, you know, I'm kind of like here looking after them. So as soon as he gets back home, you know, from his trip, that's You're the off. first thing I do, it's like, yeah. Oh, like, get me out there, <laughs> get me some oxygen. So I love that. And, um you know, I love have routines i drink green tea every morning and i put turmeric and pepper in it like make it very spicy and um and this new the newest thing if you want to know what the newest thing is is um i you know this dr chatterjee who's very popular in in england and he's had quite a lot of guests on that talk about nose breathing now this is quite Mm. new to me um but there is this massive benefit apparently from learning to breathe through your nose like the oxygen goes where it should and yeah yeah so that is something also, you know, I, I, I go into or I look into these things and I think, oh, OK, is that something that mm-hmm. resonates with me? Well, if it is, then I work it into my life. And, um, you know, it's all small tricks like little hacks, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. that just make you feel good. And, and then if you feel good, if you're well rested and nourished, you know, food's also important, of course. But if you're feeling good, then it's much easier to tackle whatever might come, you know, in the world, because mm. obviously the world is pretty up and down. So, um, that's my, my main focus is on just trying to maintain that baseline so that I'm ready, you know, I'm ready for whatever happens and, um, you know, some things are easier to tackle than others, but generally speaking, that that's how I work at least. And that's how I manage myself. So, um, it took a while to figure all of that out but you know
0: but life is a story and a journey right and what Mm -hmm. I think you've said there Laura very clearly is that you've had these sort of chapters in your life that you've you've taken sort of I guess taken notice of and stock of and said right. I need because I know you know we've stayed in touch and I know some parts of your story and things that you've changed and adapted. And one of those was you stopped drinking alcohol for a while as well. A as, while, yeah, you know, yeah, for, yeah. But you did, you know, and and changed yeah. that sort of approach. I guess that was your transition from twenties to thirties around. Yeah,
1: that. it was a bit. It was like let's be careful now. You know, let's you know because I, I I wouldn't say I had any sort of issue with alcohol, but yeah. of of course you're partying a lot. Um, You know, you're you know you're going out and I just felt gosh after a while god you know my my poor body is yeah you know I wanted to start taking care of myself at that point in time I started thinking or maybe start a family Mm -hmm. I wanted my body to you know be the temple all Mm -hmm. of those things yeah and so I thought okay well let's just chuck that out you know because I'm one of those people if I make a decision then that's the end of that you know there's no sort of second guessing it's just we will do without that for a while and it was just instant and the same you know when i gave up smoking it's just okay well that's enough of that so we'll stop Mm. that now um and the alcohol with the not drinking of the alcohol was very interesting because it became almost like a, a social experiment after a while i started enjoying so much like just going out and not drinking alcohol and you get high off of the you know the atmosphere yep um it was also nice then to be able to jump in the car at the end of the evening and just drive home without any hassle and And all of those things, but I, I did that for quite some years, and then I thought again, okay, well, now I decide to stop doing that, so I'll stop. <laughs> and I had a really nice you know glass of red wine and and you know, just carried on drinking like a normal person, really. Yeah. Um, but I like these experiments. like I like to try it. I know that you're maybe maybe I shouldn't say maybe yeah, we can, have I, I understand you're also trying, you know, just to see what yeah. it's like to to just give your body a break. I mean, a lot of people do dry January and stuff mm. like that, don't they? yeah um or dry spring or something well yeah
0: or sober October is another one (laughs) yeah I don't
1: do any of those things because you know I don't don't feel like I want to or or need to I don't drink that much now anyway but I loved the idea of cutting it out and seeing how that made me feel and yeah it was it made me feel really great it was it was good it was different amazing um, it's it's a
0: fascinating one on the dry january thing i've spoken to people and said we what's your plans after dry january and and the first reaction often is bizarre which is I'm gonna have a bottle of wine or I'm gonna have a beer. and yeah. I said, What? I said, You've done yeah. so well for a month. And and it's like the celebration of yeah. not drinking is to go and have a drink. It feels yeah. it feels strange. I don't know. I said, Well, why wouldn't you push yourself and challenge maybe, maybe do 32, 33 days? It's yeah. it's fascinating. But what I think is incredible from your story is is that thing of control. It's the thing of, you know, if I make a decision, I will do what I've decided to do. And and yeah. and it's it's all almost sort of irrelevant what other people think and say, you know, it's, I, I you know, people ask me what well, you don't drink anymore. And I say, well, yeah, I do drink. I just don't drink alcohol now, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like almost, almost as though I've given up water, um, which I yeah. haven't and, and tea yeah. and and alcohol free drinks, but you yeah. know, I would never push that agenda on anybody.
1: Oh.
0: It's for me. So yes. I love yeah. it. I love
1: it. Um, I used to love it too. I used to say like, you know, I used to go out and, and I would be hankering after a really good cup of tea.
0: <laughs> yeah i've never been well i have been allowed to go out yet so
1: yeah you haven't been out yeah we're not allowed to so go out yeah no, but you know get a good cup of tea down you and you know what oh, you need yeah absolutely. maybe herbal something like that but anyway i enjoyed it at the time yeah. and it was just you know that's just the way it is like it or lump it and and a lot of people didn't really like it um you know okay. a lot of people weren't big fans of it because um you know it's it makes you a slightly different hmm. you know, if you're, if they're used to you going out and partying, and suddenly you're you're still there, but you're not quite the same as you were before, yeah, you know, it's people find it s- like a bit strange, maybe or something. But yeah. again, that's you know, it's it's our choice or it's your individual,
0: choice. isn't it? Individual, yeah, unique to that situation. Um, so so let's talk about being a parent then as well, because I'm a parent, you're a parent, you've got two two young children who you know you obviously dote after yeah let's talk about that how's that experience been for you how's that journey
1: been yeah I'm mean, well, that's just the most amazing journey really because like most married couples like when me and my husband got married we thought okay well now let's have kids and that didn't quite happen you know yeah. <laughs> in, that, in that way so we waited and we died and did all the normal things that you do and it's like okay well this is really taking a long time but mm-hmm. in that journey the amazing thing was was that um, my husband's Norwegian so we were going a bit back and forth to Norway and and uh, we had some friends, and we went to a party over here in Norway when we were visiting once. And and they were foster parents, and I thought, gosh, that's an interesting idea. You know, I love the idea of of being a foster parent. So I was talking to the to the um the the woman or the lady that was having the party about this, about her journey and being a foster parent, and I just thought, gosh, this really attracts me the idea of being a foster parent, and actually my husband uh he was having a similar chat with the guy who was having a party because i thought when i went to sort of share this with my husband i i really fancy the idea of you know looking into being foster parents that he might say no but he said well actually i had a really interesting conversation and i agree this would be something that is really worthwhile and something we, we should look into doing and so to cut a long story short we you know at that point in time we were still living in england and um You know, the move kind of came up, you know, we were going to move from England to Norway, so we didn't do anything in England, albeit I researched it a little bit. But when we moved to Norway, we started looking into this, how do we, you know, how do we become foster parents and so we applied to go on various courses that you need to go on to be approved to be foster parents. And um, we, you know, that was a real journey, you know, it took its time, you have to wait to get on the course. have to go on the course which is very interesting because they they dealt you know delve really deep down into your psyche to figure out if you're suitable for this so you have to really dig around in your own history and your own the way you think about things and and anyway um we got approved i remember um and this was, you know, this is now many, many years since we first thought about being parents. So, you know, you can imagine a huge amount of patience. I had to mm. learn to be very patient on this journey, which took all in all about six and a half years from, you know, when we decided to be parents to actually becoming parents. And the amazing thing is, and I, I'm going to have to really like cut it down into being a short story because it, it's a really long story, but the amazing thing was, was that the people that, um, are, are, you know, child protection, if you like, they saw us and found um, or asked us in this journey if we would consider being adoptive parents. And we were like, well, amazing. Like, is that even a- possible? Is that, e-, you know, because of course, you know, that's that's just like being a foster parent. But of course, there's much more security because if yeah. you adopt a child, then there's less, chi- you know, it, it's obviously much more secure for the child and, and for us as a family. So we, mm. we were like, yes, absolutely. So we did, we became well first of all foster parents of this beautiful baby called olivia grace who, who we named um and you know it was just dreamy i mean the whole thing i won't go into all the details but it was just such the whole backstory the whole way it happened everything yeah. about it was just fantastic and she's perfect and she's beautiful and after about three and a half years i said to my husband oh i really think maybe we should look into being foster parents ag- again you know because now i think it'd be really nice if olivia had a brother or a sister yeah so um at that point, we thought, well, okay, let, let's let let's just at least let them know that the door is open if they found that there was a child that might need a home. So we didn't go officially back into the system, but unofficially we, we let them know. And then eventually we did officially go back onto the register, yep. um, you know, and, and did everything in the way that one should. And, and it so turned out that there was another little girl eventually that did need a home. And she came and, you know, the first time we ever saw her was the day that she moved in. And, you know, her and Olivia, She's a little bit younger than Olivia. They, they clicked straight away. Um, you know, the, the story was also, um, there's nothing, to, there's no trauma. There's no trauma in the story. Let's put it that way. I obviously yeah. can't say too much, but everything has happened in a very beautiful way. Um, we have contact with one family, uh, you know, the biological family yep. um, have, you you know visits with them and you know it's yeah. all very nice everything's yeah. fine. it sounds really bizarre but me and, and my husband I mean we feel like the luckiest parents in, in the in the universe really because we've got these two gorgeous children and yeah um you know life is just with them a ball of course you know being a parent is is a wonderful experience and I suppose for a while I thought maybe that wasn't going to happen and so when I you know pinched myself and realized well that happened and I've been their parents now. I mean, Olivia was just two hours old when she came to us. She was a, a small baby. Cindy was a bit older, but you know, we've been their parents now for 10 plus you know years or coming yeah. up 11 and, and it's just wonderful. We're just like a regular family, yeah. but I feel blessed, you know, really blessed to, to have been able to adopt these two beautiful children. And um, yeah, what a privilege really. So yeah, it's a great story.
0: Yeah, it is. And it it is lovely. It's so heartwarming to hear your sort of your your happiness around that story. And, you know, like you say, there wasn't any trauma involved in it. It's all been dealt with and handled in a very, you know, sensitive way and, 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 you know, and protective and supportive way. And I think that's so so wonderful to hear you know and 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 obviously i'm no i I no doubt you have your moments with the girls who you know they they test they test the limits of Of parenting right and and challenge everything yeah
1: and they know all about this you know there's no secret they know exactly everything that there is to know so it's very open yeah but of course it is their story too so i i share a limited amount but i was going to say you know if if there's any of your audience that want to know more they're always welcome to like contact me directly and i can always Fill in a bit of you know how it really you know some of the detail if you like
0: yeah brilliant
1: relevance to anybody and they want to
0: yeah that's lovely and and thanks Great. for that offer as well and you know if anybody does need to or want to know more or understand yeah, more about it a,
1: it's quite a journey you know for people yeah.
0: oh there. i can only i can only yeah. imagine for you know from 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 the challenges of of not being able to have your own biological children to then having this sort of mm. process that you have to go through and i'm sure that wasn't a an easy process by any means from what you say from the number of years that you were involved in it so mm. but what a, what a fascinating story you know It it really yeah. is and i and i feel so by the the way that it's sort of playing out for you i think that's amazing it's it's yes. wonderful to hear as well yes. i i do want to delve into one thing which which touches in a little bit of you know obviously you understand the british culture yeah you know your culture, so maybe what's the difference in norway oh. with us wow. is there anything you can yeah. sort of give us insights into because i love learning about alternative
1: yeah okay well no, that's an interesting question okay um i'll do my best yeah but um Norway there are very few people I mean we live in a, a town so it feels like there's lots of people of course but you know in Norway there is only sort of four between four and five million people I think and it's a big country yeah. you know if you if you look at how actually you know the size of the country it's big so you can imagine there's a lot more space um but the the country is also quite like mountainous and rocky so you know people are concentrated into certain areas so therefore you don't feel like there's a lot of space You yeah. you feel like pretty like you're in a a relatively sort of um populated space but the thing is that i've noticed with norway that they have a lot of kind of traditions and rules um and systems okay. so you know everything seems to be a bit more organized <laughs> maybe that's not the right way of saying it say it but... as
0: you like that's fine yeah,
1: yeah. it's yeah. just like you you know, yeah yeah the the, the the things happen in this way you know okay. this, this yeah. is the way that things happen you know where you are um it's very good for family life because the work culture here is that you, you know, you start at eight and, and you finish at four and, right. and that's, that's it. You know, of course, you know, you can work extra and, and that is normal if you choose to do so, but it's very different from what I remember in England where you would start say at nine <laughs> and have an hour for lunch, which always seemed a bit silly because I would then just go shopping and spend loads of money or right, okay. you know, something like that. And then we wouldn't finish, you know, officially until say, six which often became seven or eight and I just thought gosh you know if I had my kids how would I fit that in you know yeah. if I were still in England so so in Norway it's very much more geared up for family life um and it's there's a lot of beautiful outdoor areas which there are in England as well yeah. um but things are different like you can't buy marmite you know that's obviously a big problem
0: <laughs> well for 50 percent of the population it might be right? <laughs> yeah
1: that's you either true. love it
0: or you hate it there is That is
1: true but i've actually found somewhere to actually use okay. marmite now um and also you don't have you can't buy wine in supermarkets or anything like that you have to go to what's called a wine monopoly to oh. buy it wine or spirits or anything like that so alcohol is less um available it doesn't mean that you know they drink it any less but Mm -hmm. it's just less convenient (laughs) to actually go and buy it Um, but that's okay like this is the way it is you know and um you know they have a lot of the same you know you have restaurants and bars and cafes and all of that but not not so much in the way of pubs you know there there are some but it's not so much pub culture over here and um, I,
0: I laugh because our conversation flows into the alcohol conversation yeah
1: of it? course well that's you one thing you can go to a bar you, you like. can
0: go to an off license you can go yeah. to a pub
1: you, you know. can go to a pub and alcohol's yeah. really expensive yeah, as, in, yeah. as well you know yeah. so you can't you know it's not it's not the same it's very different and um the Norwegians themselves they are very you know um what's the word let me see um they're very very nice you know they're very nice and yeah. a bit, I notice when I come back to England when you know when I can come back to England once Corona's over and stuff you land in in Heathrow or Gatwick and you hear the Englishness mm. all around and I think oh it's just lovely I just love <laughs> it you know all the yeah. babble and the nonsense and the noise and the, yeah. you know all that the, the lovely English accents and um, you know in, in Norway it's just different like you know obviously mm. it's a different language of course um, sure. And it's a different feel, but it's a lovely place. I love living here in Norway. I just love it. You know, it yeah. suits me. It's very calm. It's very um, open, and uh, yeah, it's a great it's a great country. I love it. I have to say, you know, it's I'm very happy. Yeah. So you you sound
0: it. You sound like you are, you know, and it's that you've absolutely nailed it when it comes to the work and the family and the life experience. I I find that with quite a lot of European cultures, actually, family is at the core for a lot of them, especially, you know, uh, sort of the the Nordic markets and and in in places like France and so on. You know, and well, I having a French wife, of course, I understand a bit more about the French culture. But, you know, and I just find it fascinating in England. We're so focused on career.
1: You know, yeah. it's all about
0: working more, working harder, working and, and working harder is not smarter. I think that's the reality that we're mm. starting to feel. Mm. Um, you know, we've got a few more minutes. I do want to just briefly talk about your career, because obviously now you're a business owner, yeah. you know, and, and you're working for your own company and you've, you've been doing that for, for a couple of years now.
1: Uh, mm, since
0: 2017, how, yeah. Yes, yeah, so, well, yeah. Gosh, that's even more than a couple of years, right? Um, life's moving so so quickly.
1: Yeah, it
0: is. How has that experience been for you? How have you found that journey?
1: Yeah, that journey has been again a, a massive learning experience. I, I don't think I would have started it when the kids were really small, because it is mm. all consuming. Um, You know, the kids are older now, they're independent, they have their friends, their social life. So, you know, they don't kind of need quite so much of me, uh, you know, quite so much of the time. But since they were older and I've managed to then focus again now back on, okay, what am I gonna do? And how am I gonna earn money? And what can I create for the world, you know, that the world needs? uh, It's been an amazing experience. Again, I'll cut that story down really short, but I, I figured out what it was that I needed to do. And then I thought, oh, I need somebody to do it with because what I do, what we do is very much focused on um, development and programming and we combine yep. we uh, finance and technology. So I needed you know, a developer to do this with me. And I just thought, oh, there is this one person I sort of know on the other side of Norway who would just be amazing. Like I'd done a bit of work with this guy yep. before. So um, I tentatively approached him and sort of pitched the idea to him and he was quite positive to it. And, um, but the thing is that he had to leave his job sell his flat and move over to to where I lived in order to start this you know that was kind of the deal because we didn't want to be two consultants on each end of the country rocking around doing you know we wanted to actually start a proper business so he did do that you know after some soul searching he did pack in his very well-paid full-time job and well rented out his flat and moved over to Stavanger where I live to start this business with me you know and and we did we started it together um, and the amazing thing is, we're now three partners. So we were two. We're now three, and we yeah. have a, you know a couple of amazing people working for us as well. But what I've found is that it's um, these guys that you know my partners. We have the most amazing connection in terms of like we just discuss everything, and it's it, you can imagine it's not hot. It's not easy, rather starting a business from scratch we started with you know relatively little amount of money and then built it up from there and and we really have had to keep those lines of communication really open we've had to be able to tell each other when we're not you know happy or not thriving or or if there's something the matter because it's all about communication and, and we've got a really great open line of communication and that's the way we've made it work and i just you know adore them i mean they're so clever and they're so um yep. you know they're yeah they're fantastic part fantastic business partners but we have a really good thing yep. you know in what we've built and therefore i think that's why we're thriving now it's like it's taken a really long time to lift the thing off the ground but now it is and um so yeah. now we just need to keep developing it
0: it's amazing and and you know it's it's your passion you know it's your and it's and it is another one you know it's a baby isn't it it's yeah. you you've built it and there's three of you that are involved in it and I know you're growing as a business and and it would you know I like to give shameless plugs for people so it's called mantle analytics one thing I found interesting was I watched your little you've got a little corporate video and I watched it and there's a couple of things I pulled out of that which was one was about stress less achieve more yeah. you know, so, so being mindful of, you know, everything we do is, you know, if we can reduce the amount of stress around that, it's great. And you said, and it, and it, and it summarized it with this goodbye late nights working, hello family and free time.
1: Yeah, and right. I thought that
0: was lovely. It's I think so that was true, so yeah. important. And 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 it is so relevant for right now, isn't it? It is. Oh,
1: is. You've yeah, described we that. To, yeah, we, well, we don't need to make things difficult for ourselves. I think no. we as human beings are so used to sort of pushing the rock up the hill and just, oh, you know, just there are so many easier ways of doing things now, if you use technology. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, it's a big mindset change because often people feel productive if they're busy moving yeah. numbers around in Excel, <laughs> um, you know, or well, they're busy putting paper in envelopes or whatever they're doing. Oh my God, yeah. Um, because, you know, that's how we're programmed. You know, if I am working longer and if I'm working harder, it must mean I'm important and I'm doing a good job and I'm needed. Well, actually like rather, If we can, you know, start using technology to do some of that kind of more grunt work, free up your own time to use your brain, you know, spend more time with the family, go out for a walk, you know, because it's really about, you know, the data doesn't, the data that we use anyway, it doesn't sort of magically heal everything or make companies better, but what it does is it allows you as a business owner or a department head or whatever to, to take, you know, a greater look as to what's going on and all the moving parts, and can we do something better or or quicker but you need time and and you need thought power and you need numbers and you and but we don't need to be producing those numbers ourselves so we use the technology to do all of that um because we want for people to have a much more fun in their businesses in fact in our business we have three core values and it's fun ownership and teamwork and you know fun is number one because we think well what is the point in being miserable (laughs) you know oh
0: 100 yeah
1: yeah you know it can be a lot more Give yourself
0: space to do some nose breathing, right? Yeah,
1: some nose breathing.
0: Uh, Um, Laura, listen, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap because we're 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 running out of time, and you know I don't like to limit it, but we we do have to close at some point. I have to say, it's been wonderful to catch up with you. I really have appreciated having just the chance to sit down after all these years and talk about everything, pretty much. I know there's much more uh, conversations that we'll continue to have. Um, But thank you on behalf of myself and this podcast, of course, to to be, be open about your experiences around your life and what's been changing and those moments of transitions that you've shared and the the wonderful experience with your daughters and I wish you and your husband all the very best on that journey because that will be a long long yeah. journey of course um, do you have any final words you want to just say to anybody or any statement you want to make uh, to close
1: oh gosh I, I suppose I could I could close if you like with um my word for two thousand twenty one because my friend Rita who you've also seen me talk to yeah uh, she's amazing she's so inspirational but she always has a word for the year so my word for this year is rise rise because okay. i think you know it just gives me so much kind of hope you know it's been a funny old year for all of yep. us last year but this year it's it's time to rise it's time to kind of take back control and try and get our lives back and so that's my i suppose my rising or my my final thought is just that idea of just like let's just keep going up you know let's just try and get through this weird covidness and uh
0: yeah, you know, we didn't even yeah. really touch on that. But you've got a, a beautiful area that you're in at the moment. You're with your kids and your family, and yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and fingers I'm very crossed. Very lucky.
1: Very lucky. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So, Thank no, you well, so thanks much. Thanks
1: for having me on, Matt. Oh, really you're
0: more than welcome. Fun. You're more than welcome. Um, as I always do at the close of these, I just wanna to say to anybody that's listening, if you are struggling or you do have any worries or concerns, know there is always somebody there to talk to. As Laura said, if you're interested in talking more about some of her journey with her adoption with her beautiful children, um, you're more than welcome to get in touch with her. But if you are worried about other things, anything else that's concerning you, please know there's always somebody to talk to. Samaritans in the UK is available 24 seven 116 123. Um, please know that there's always somebody at the end of the line that will be there to, to have a chat with you. Um, Um, that's it. We're done. Um, PopSoc, thank you very much for uh, for taking part in this session today. and, And I look forward to staying in touch with you. So thank you, everybody, and take care. Thanks,
1: Matt.